even though I'm still a spring chicken, I have had the privilege of meeting thousands of people. And I have learned so much in all of these various encounters with others. And among the things I've learned, there is this observation that I've noticed that those who live in a deep sense of awareness and the experience of being called by God, I have noticed that these people are more peaceful, they're more joyful, not that their lives are easier, but there's a greater sense of a life that is fulfilling and fruitful. The letter to the Hebrews gives us one example of this biblical vision of being a people called by God. Here we have the example of a man being called out of his community to be a priest. But notice that it emphasizes that this is not self-generated. It is a call that is received by God. By our baptism, we are personally chosen and called by God. And what I find so helpful in these two years where we have been focusing on discipleship, the reason why it is so important for us to be disciples is so that we can allow Jesus to teach us, to show us and lead us on how to live that baptismal calling upon our life that universal calling that is for every member of the baptized, whether we are young or old, men or women, married or single, parents or grandparents, all of us are called to live holy and righteous before the Lord. The way the baptismal rite expresses it is the encouragement of parents to bring their children up to keep the commandments of the Lord, which is summed up in the love of God and in the love of neighbor. What a beautiful life to live it generously for God and pouring it out generously for others. This is for all of us. But let's be honest, among many of the baptized, there are many who don't become aware of this call of God upon their life until years later. That moment when they experience God as personal. That moment when they become aware that Jesus is looking at them and they hear the voice of the Lord say, follow me, follow me. That's a beautiful moment. 
We should pray for that if that has not yet been our experience. But that moment is not static. That is the beginning of a path that unfolds and develops all throughout our life, taking on new forms. We become aware of new invitations from the Lord, which require, therefore, new responses from us. If you and I are going to live our lives in the call of God, and if we are going to be aware of new invitations, the scriptures teach us that there is a disposition that is absolutely necessary. And this is why the Holy Spirit will continue to foster within your heart and mine a greater prayerful, trustful surrender to God. This is why I like that that prayer of St. Ignatius that some people use for their morning offering. Take, Lord, receive all I have and possess, my memory, my understanding, my entire will. What a beautiful prayer to start the day with. This disposition is so powerfully modeled by Jesus and by Mary where they teach us that the wisest thing to do with our freedom is to seek and surrender to the will of God. I want to speak now to the young children that are here. Now, I know a lot of them escaped through children's liturgy, but I'll speak to their parents. Little children can foster with God's help this disposition of trustful surrender at, one, at least once a week for parents to pray with their children something like this. Jesus, I believe that you love me and that you know what is best for me. Help me always to follow you and to seek your guidance for my life. Something like that. So important to foster that in children when they are young. Teenagers, praise God, we got some teenagers here with us today. My dear friends, it's at that age when we become aware of desires, ideas, and leanings for our future. Please pray about them. Invite God into all these major choices of life, like the choice of a college. Ask God about that choice, the choice of a major, the choice of a vocational career, emphasis on vocation, Please know that your life is not just about a career. It's a vocational career. 
because it's so much more than about making money or about your own personal fulfillment. It's about glorifying God by what you will do in your work to serve others and especially to bear witness to Christ and hopefully to bring others to the Lord. Pray about that. And if marriage is the only thing tugging at your hearts in high school or in college, invite God into that choice. Start praying right now for your future spouse. Ask God to show you whom you are to marry. And then ask God for the grace to save your heart and your body for that person. I'm convinced that certain unhappy marriages, some of them, are because God was not invited into the choice for the spouse. That can be redeemed whenever a person invites God into their lives at any time. But a lot of heartache could be avoided if we live this awareness of the call of God upon our life. I want to speak to the single people in our parish. Whether you are single because you've never married, whether you are single because you have lost a loved one, or single because your marriage may have ended in divorce, my dear brothers and sisters, as you continue generously, daily, to consecrate that single life to God, one day at a time, even though you may have other hopes and desires, entrust those hopes and desires for your future to the Holy Spirit. But in the meantime, live your lives generously from the grace of your baptism, generously unto God and generously serving others. What a beautiful life. What a beautiful life. And now I want to speak in general to everyone. Even though we may have experienced a new call on our life, whatever that is, let's continue to be open to new ways that God can lead us. I'm a living example how God can surprise us and take us in an absolutely new direction. Remember Dolores Hart, the famous actress born in 1938? She starred in five films. She was the one who gave Elvis Presley his first on-screen kiss. At 24 years of age, she left Hollywood and she entered a cloistered convent of Benedictine nuns. She's now called Mother Dolores. Or how about, how about Chase Hilgenbrink, I think was his name. He was German. 
pro soccer player, played four seasons of soccer for the Chile team. In 2008, he left pro soccer and he entered the seminary in Illinois and was ordained in 2014. And now he serves as a priest for the Newman Center on the campus of the college in Champaign, Illinois. Another example, the new director of parish operations that we just hired, Chris Seipel, and my new personal assistant, Jennifer Nelson Keller. Those two were already doing something in terms of a vocational career, and God put it on their hearts that they were to do something new and different. And God led them, chose them, and called them here. And they know this. And we recognized it. I have never met two people more happy in what they are doing because they're living under the sense of being called. And I praise God for the courage for them to leave what they were doing and to do something for which they had little experience. That takes courage. So, we're going to offer this Mass wherever you are today. Let's consecrate that to God. If you are a student, consecrate that to God. If you are married, consecrate that to God. A parent, a grandparent, consecrate that to God. If you are single, consecrate it anew today to God. Whatever vocational career you are in at this time, consecrate that to God. And as we receive Jesus in Holy Communion, let us pray for the grace that he may strengthen in us this disposition of prayerful, trustful surrender that we will always know the will of God and follow it generously. Amen.